podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because hey somebody's got to do it and then we let you be the judge the jury and the executioner in the court of public opinion coming to you live from neo chicago i am officer kevin and i'm a real cop how are you i feel like j jonah jameson sits like this a lot if you can see what i'm doing here he's got like the one hand in active posture and then the fist in the other hand and he's always leaning as he's talking and the f- for the folks at home who can't see grant is wearing shorts and spreading yeah, his I look, legs i look ridiculous right now trying to uh so t- you know he's sitting in a very awkward I'll, I'll position top, i'm up business though at the table though yes he looks very professional from the top down or from the half well up. i'm yeah i'm i'm here with his sunglasses on and everything how are you grant i'm fine that's great. Fine, thanks. Let's give a warm <clears throat> welcome to a brand new guest to the show because tonight we have none other than Celia Schilling from Yacht Club Games. How are you, Celia? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having oh, me, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, happy to have on. you here. Happy to have you here because Grant and I are big fans of a certain game that Yacht Club Games has put out called Shovel Knight. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) So you are, yeah, you are the marketing manager for Yacht Club Games. And like I said, you guys, you know, Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, uh, Cyber Shadow, and then upcoming game uh, that I'm very much looking forward to is Mina the Hollower. So I wanted to ask you a few questions. Um, How long have you been with Yacht Club Games? So in one month, it'll be two years. So I'm one of the newer members of the crew, but it's been a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So in so like just po- like one month post pandemic begin start. Yeah. So this time. week actually, I accepted my uh, my uh, offer at Yacht Club Games, and then the world shut oh. down. And I was like, oh, no, God. yeah, cool. yeah. Mark- Do I still have a job? Um, and yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey so far navigating all of this, but it's been fun. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. March of 2020, a legendary month. You were you were gaining a job as I had lost one, like on the same day, perhaps. <laughs> like many, perhaps. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, go home. Come back. Never. Did you? Uh, did you relocate? Because you said you're in Los Angeles. Did you relocate there for this job? Um, kind of. I moved from one part of Los Angeles to a different part of Los Angeles. Okay, so for sure. kind of, but um, yeah, it's less of a commute because you know it's a. I work from home, so I work yeah, from a commute just, to no commute. There we go. Oh, so are you, are you guys still doing remote? Uh, we're doing hybrid. So some people work okay. in the office, some work from home, some mixy-matchy. 
Like I'll be spotted in the office on like stream days or like when we're holding events. But besides sure, that, sure. I work from home. Yeah, I was just wondering because I know that I, I've heard so many stories of people who are like, oh yeah, I got this new job three months into 2020. I moved across the country or I moved to a different country, a whole new city, so excited. Right. And I couldn't do anything for two years. So at least you had some chance to get acquainted with Los Angeles. Um, and I mean, yeah, things are, you know, wishy-washy, I guess. I don't want to say they're on the upswing, but they seem... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm hesitant to be I know, optimistic I know, yeah. nowadays. Yeah. yeah, every time I get excited, I'm like, wow, like everyone's getting vaccinated. Like everything seems like it's going back to like normal. And then like two weeks later, it's like JK back yeah. in the cave. So I don't know. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But let's let's talk about something more positive. Like I said, yeah. God Club Games, Shovel Knight. Uh, we reviewed that on our spinoff show, Fire Bros. God, years ago at this point, I think. Yeah, that's crazy to think how much time has passed. I know. And how right? much time continues to pass. We're trying to keep it upbeat here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, like, uh, I remember, Kevin, you were trying to talk me into playing it. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And then I'd like, then I got just like a dick, like everything about the game is just like perfect like it's just one of oh, those yeah, things yeah. where it's like i get the controller in my hand and it just like it fits perfectly it's exactly good, what it needs to be good game feel right exactly great game mm -hmm. feel thank you <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I know you're i know you're involved in like the whole marketing side of everything but like um are, are you uh like do you get like little i'm sure you must get little peeks into the whole development side of these games too correct um yeah it's, it's not peaks it's an open window um the cool yeah. thing about yacht club games and i think it's it differs uh possibly from other studios i don't know i don't work for them um is that like we have a, a like an open door policy so i get you know i'm in design meetings i'm in when we're doing story writing um i everyone has a hand like literally anyone on the development team has a hand in marketing too so oh, we, that's uh, awesome yeah everyone's all hands on deck we're all involved so uh, yeah, I, I've, I've gotten quite a few uh, picaroonies and uh, several hour meetings too. Um, so it's it's been fun, and it's That's it's really cool, cool to see um, like the creative curtain like pulled back and seeing like because I was a fan of Shovel Knight prior to working at Yacht Club Games. I was going to ask, yeah, mm -hmm. and so like you can see like everyone's like bits of humor and like everything like the creative melting pot that gets put into what our games right. become. So it's, it's a really cool experience. Yeah, because I feel like Shovel Knight was like the indie game that really got me into indie games. Like I have very yeah, fond yeah. memories because I got it for uh, 3DS back in like 2014. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was living with my parents and commuting downtown to my internship at The Onion. And whenever I was like on the train, I would always be like, well, now I can play Shovel Knight, you know. And that was my like little ritual before and after work was like playing through Shovel Knight on my commute and it was just like one of those like fond memories I have or and then like not to mention the game continued to release mm -hmm. all kinds of DLC over the course of like years. Right, right. And it felt like it was like, oh, this is not just DLC. This feels like a whole new game. A whole new world. A whole new, a beautiful new world, Grant. Yeah. Um, each campaign in Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, like jumping into marketing base, <laughs> is like completely <laughs> yeah. like a new adventure. Um, yeah. If you yeah. haven't played King of Cards yet, I would definitely recommend it. It's my Huge favorite fan. campaign yeah, I, in the I series. Have I? Have I played that? Uh, Do you know? It was, why King am I asking you? Yeah. Uh no, I haven't actually. It's cool. I it's... looked at it. 
and then <laughs> I didn't play it, but I will now. Yeah, it's kind of like a Wario Land esque, I guess yeah. you could say. Oh, um, okay. I'm a I'm a big fan of Wario Land and just the humor in the games. Like my colleagues mm-hmm. are really funny people, and they just went like they didn't have to go that hard on the jokes, but they did, and it's I, I caught myself audibly laughing out loud like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it does seem to be like a a gamers game. Like a game made company, by gamers, a yeah. game made by gamers and a company of gamers, which I think is good because there's so many companies that I feel like lately nowadays you get, you know, some, some of these other companies, you know, you know, the ones, the others, they, they just <laughs> sort of like, like, here you go. Here's a uh, FIFA. And you're just like, ah, this is terrible. Yeah. You uh, know, <laughs> is like, you know, cause I have to defend other studios, to be honest. Yeah, um, right. There is a game for every genre, and so though it might not appeal sure, to you, sure. you know, someone must really love soccer. I don't. I'm not the yeah, soccer there, person. There's, a play. Oh, there's definitely. But like, maybe they're huge soccer fans. But um, I guess what's really great about our studio is since we have such hands-on control of like the company and the direction and everything that we want to do, we get to like move forward with it. Uh, I think we're really privileged in that sense. So maybe right. someone who makes the FIFA games really wants to work on, I don't know, like a Mario game, but they don't have the opportunity. So I don't know. It's, True. it's one of those things yeah. where yeah. you want to have I, an I understanding lens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There, there's there, there's a lot of stories like that out there, and it's like you, you got to get your experience in the in you know in some way. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you what is your what is your favorite Shovel Knight character? King Knight. Okay, King, I have a few. Okay. okay, so King Knight is my favorite Order of No Quarter member uh, slash campaign mm-hmm. star. Um, I really like the goatitian. I think he needs more love. Uh, he's a goat. <laughs> oh, right, um, right. I really like a uh, propeller rat. It's an enemy. Uh, it's a little rat that has a propeller on it. Yeah. Um, they're so cute. And if you played King of Cards, you would appreciate them more because they're King Knight starter subjects. They're, they're great. Oh, yeah. There's wow. so much cool, like, little twists with like the all the dlc and everything but yeah i I love all the enemy designs all the character designs really cool stuff i love the the guy with the boomerang and the large scarf he shows up like once early on and you just never see him or hear from him again he's more more so like the anti-hero that you cross paths with that he's like hey you're one of those bad guys and you're like no i'm not and then he throws his two boomerangs yes. at you. In Sue Boss Battle. Oh, Reese. Ta- the- you're, you're talking about Reese. Yes. Yeah, I was like, I've never heard, I, I've always heard him <laughs> refer to as a kid. Like, he's like, oh, the child. Oh. Like, the guy. I was like, the man, the, the adult the man. The man, the adult <laughs> with the large scarf. And I'm like, oh, it's Reese. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. I, I hadn't considered his age, but I yeah, guess he's, now. He's a small boy. <laughs> I. He's the same height as, how old is Shovel Knight? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I, I guess I, now this is actually a great chance for me to ask. I remember like there was like some helmet off thing with Shovel Knight. I never could get full clarification, but is he a fish? Is he? Because like there's like this like, one like I, it's like the, if you take his helmet off, oh, you're just okay. You're just you're gilding the mystery along maybe because like I know yeah, there's I like don't... some there's like some hidden thing in the first game where it's like or the first campaign where you can pull off it or you can there's like a his helmet is off or maybe it's another NPC or something. Yeah, it, there's definitely not a four figures uh, statue of that either. Um, ah, yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know. Is he? I don't know. Huh. Maybe you should ask Joel Knight. Maybe he'll tell you. To, yeah. Who's to say? Yeah, this is just one of those because like, this, <laughs> this is one of those things I remember Googling where I'm like, is Shovel Knight a fish? 
And then, yeah, nobody could confirm. And I guess, I guess I'll never get that answer. And I, I will have to learn to be okay with not getting that answer. I think that's yeah, fair. I yeah, definitely it's... do not have this sprite in my assets folder. So I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I also want to ask I you guys. I get the feeling. No, go ahead. I was going to ask you guys, uh, do you ever, and like, I, I don't know if you get this, uh, this joke a lot over there, or if you're tired of hearing a bit, uh, do you guys ever get confused for the uh, Board 8 Yacht Club? Oh, um. So, yes and no. Um, we were your first, rude. Uh, that is true. I feel like we get mistaken more for just a regular old yacht club. Um, I get so many emails advertising us yacht club stuff um, more than I uh, yeah, yeah. get notifications for uh, about. You're like the they're inviting you to like a gala. You know, we're having we're uh, what's uh, we're having a gala at the. Uh, the, the Catalina, whatever the hell the that Catalina was. The Catalina wine mixer? Is yeah. that your go-to? Uh, yeah, I was thinking California. <laughs> I'm thinking Step Brothers. Classic California movie, of course. Um, um, actually, our last year's uh, April Fool's joke, we opened up the Yacht Club Games Yacht Club so you can be part of the Yacht Cl- uh, Crew. Uh, we were going to make t-shirts. We ended up not doing that. But we made like Yacht Club like boat passes and I made up like this whole vicinity. And then we closed the same day. We had a grand opening and grand closing. Um, but that was inspired by so many like Catalina wine mixer invites on, on email and like, Hey, you want some, uh, bulk buy boat parts? And it's like, no, but now I have the option. Cool. <laughs> huh. Now you're now this next year, now you're going to have to do, uh, monkey NFTs is not even be with a 10 foot pole, not even touching yes. the <laughs> Well, that's that's reassuring to hear. That's reassuring to yeah. hear. Um, but now I do want to talk about the newest game you have, uh, yeah. Mina the Hollower, which I am very excited for because I feel like this game, at least from what it looks like, is going to scratch a very particular itch that I have had to have scratched for a long time because I've been wanting a you know a classic style top down. Uh, Zelda sort of game for a while. I know there's like some games out there. I think one even came out this week, but this sort of like is specifically harkening back to what appears to be the Game Boy Color era of uh, Zelda games, if if I'm correct here. And, you know, it seems to borrow a lot of stuff. So yeah, without further ado, let's have a peek at this trailer. uh, This is going to be boring if you're listening on the feed but if you're if you're watching on youtube which you can just go you can go on youtube and type in thought cops and we show up immediately you just hit subscribe you watch the video and it's in full (laughs) high quality perhaps the most roundabout way to watch a game trailer but trust us it's worth it so without any more ado than is need be there it is Uh, Kevin, do you want to narrate this? Uh, yeah. yeah. So me, she appears to be jumping out of a hole. Uh, we're, oh, this is a bone-chilling new adventure. We're we're getting a look at what appears to be several sort of uh, Zelda dungeon-esque. I, this settings. looks incredible. Yeah. Some different weapons, cool NPCs, some platforming action. Yup. Yup. All those cool sidearms that you could have mm-hmm. in the game. Kind of like a Castlevania style axe there. <laughs> Music is fucking popping off. It's the same uh, composer from Shovel Knight, right? Yep, Jake Hoffman. It sounds, yeah, yeah it sounds. 
bone up, it says? Yeah, it's leveling up. <laughs> okay. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. <laughs> All the weapons here. I mean, the flow of the movement, too, looks... Yeah, yeah. Because that is one of those things you're playing those old Zelda games and you're like, ah, oh, it's a little blocky. This looks very, like, fluid. Mina the Hollower. Now on Kickstarter. Okay, so Kickstarter's closed, but if anyone wants to support it, uh, we have uh, backer options on Pledgebox right now. Okay, You cool. go to minathehollower.com. So, awesome. that out there. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. That's one of my most anticipated games at the moment. So I'll be looking yeah. forward to that. And uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, there's a kind of a few things you want to touch on there. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's see. What was I going to go first? Oh, bone up. So there's a level up system in the game. Okay. Yeah, where, I was yeah, wondering. You can, uh, you can upgrade. And so yeah, uh, you collect bones, which go towards your experience. They're also a currency. Um, yeah, we, we have a bunch of jokes in the office. We just yell bone up like all the time. So... It's really fun to see, like, the community who's, like, super pumped about the game as well, like, getting jazzed about that. Of course. I'm going to start saying that yeah, all so the time, indiscriminately. But if, if, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't doubt you. But <laughs> if, uh, so this kind of seems like that's where it maybe separates itself from, like, the, uh, the Game Boy Zelda style, where it's like you have a level up system, which is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of incorporates some more RPG elements, it sounds like. Yeah. So there's some RPG elements because like you keep mentioning Zelda, but we also took inspirations from Castlevania. Uh, mm. We also took inspirations from Bloodborne. Um, I think it's funny cool. because yeah. like Shovel Knight took us like uh, inspirations from um, from Dark Souls. So I guess we're moving on in the FromSoft oh, type of series. I, 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 I didn't know that. Well, I, we'll be looking forward to the, uh, I guess, the eventual open world uh is it you know there has there ever been like an open world uh 2D game like that before? I don't think so. Okay, so I wouldn't say open world, but I would say like mechanics, like when you're, you know, you're you learning the the moveset of the bosses and like the kind of, of school course, aspects yeah, yeah. to it. So yeah, open world would be really cool, but I feel like yeah, we would one day probably take like a decade to make that move small team. Yeah, <laughs> that seems very painstaking. It sounds yeah. terrifying, but uh also fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's awesome because I, I I did not know that uh, Shovel Knight pulled from Dark Souls. I knew that uh, Shovel Knight took a lot of inspiration from um, like I got right. like Castlevania, Mega Man, a lot of games of the era. Um, Ducktales, yeah, yeah, I get those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. classic. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this, and um, I feel like yeah, the, like you said, the writing is hilarious, the gameplay's tight. So Mina the Hollower should be good. We'll have to uh, we'll have to uh, come back around and review that one. Oh yeah, I'm a hundred percent down, thousand percent down. Um, yeah, it's it's been such a really fun experience with like just the announcement of the game. Um, we had announced it. I don't know if you guys saw, but we were on G four. That's when we did our official announcement for. Oh no, I didn't know that. Uh, G four yeah. is back. Yeah, for like a year, I think ish. Yeah, it's been back for a little yeah. bit. Um, it's been it's been really fun. They had us back because initially we went on there for uh, Shovel Knight Devs React where we read a bunch of mean comments and responded okay. to them. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, but yeah, it was cool to be back um, on GeForce X-Play. And they were kind enough to work with us to help, like, I guess, debut our, uh, our Yacht Club Games presents. Sure. So we gave some announcements about Shovel Knight Dig, uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, um, mm-hmm. on Cyber Shadow, and then we announced Mina. And it was really cool because that's when we launched our Kickstarter. And like within 30 minutes... I think we raised like over a hundred thousand dollars 
like wow. just from that Jeez. kickoff, it was it was such high energy and it was, it was a really fun Kickstarter campaign. That's, That's awesome. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, because Shovel Knight originally was a, a Kickstarter project as well, right? Yeah, it was. Um, we okay, so for that, yeah, we announced the Kickstarter and like the team had brought it to PAX. I want to say PAX West. And yeah, they just they put their like hearts and souls into that project. They ended up raising, I think it was like uh three hundred and eleven thousand five hundred and two dollars. Um, so that was like what funded or started to fund Shovel Knight. And then actually our goal for Mina the Hollower was $311,503 because, you know, one more dollar for inflation because that's how it works, right? Of course. Of yeah. course. Okay, good. Ah, we're really not great so, at that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the economics check out. I was really nervous there. Yeah. Uh, but we're beyond thankful for the community support. Um, we ended up raising uh, $1.2 million um, through the Kickstarter campaign and we're so excited to share the development process with our community. Awesome. That's I I wish I had the concept of what any of like that money means because it's like if you were to say oh you need to raise all I'd just be like I don't even know where to begin with it's, this. It's it's going it's, somewhere good. It's way over my head. It's going somewhere good. That's all <laughs> we need to know. Yeah, no, that's incredible. But speaking of somewhere good, like Grant said, if you want to watch this episode, if you're listening and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, hey, the trailer sounded good. Uh, the, the banter is excellent. I would like to see what it's like in that room, in that Riverside studio. You can head on over to youtube.com slash thoughtcops and subscribe to us. We get all kinds of highlight clips and bonus videos and all kinds of cool stuff on there. Uh, we also have a Twitch account. You can follow us there, twitch.tv slash thoughtcops. We do... The occasional stream here and there, of I've course. I've been thinking of other ways to start using it for extra content because a lot of times I'll be sort of laying on the couch over there and I'll be like, I'm going to play two hours of Paper Mario and then I'll do that and then I'll just turn it off and then it's gone. But I've been thinking like we have this YouTube channel. We've got other content that's on YouTube. Why don't I start taking some of the Twitch streams and then turning those into like videos? So... Sure. That might be a little bit more down the pipeline, but uh, Grant reacts segment. I, it, it might happen. And you we got all know. this. I got some. We got some plans. So it's all like you doing faces like this. Like I'll. It's all me doing. Faces they said like what? What? Did, what happened? And then it's just like you're just being like, yeah. I say nothing the whole time. Just like I just sit in the corner of the screen, yeah. watching the video, barely saying anything. I eat popcorn. Yeah, audibly. Audibly chewing on Mike. So yeah, check that out, everybody. Uh, Twitch.tv slash ThoughtCops. Uh, but let's move on to a very famous, a very favorite segment Lettuce. of the show called Two Minutes of Hate. We really talk about all that annoying random crap that we see on our computer, our computers and our phones and our uh, and just basically anywhere you get an internet connection these days. So without further ado, my two minutes of hate this week is this phrase people like to say on Twitter. Uh, typically in response to something where they say, I thought you said, I, or no, they said, I thought that said blank for a second. Typically it's like, it's, it's a kind of like a, a playful response to maybe like a viral tweet where they, they kind of like pretend like they misinterpreted it where they're like, Oh, I, I thought, I thought you like, I'm trying to think of a good example where it's like, Oh yeah, I was eating. Yeah, that'd be helpful. Yeah. This, that would be helpful. Uh, I, yeah, I was eating, um, I was eating an apple today and uh, I I bit into the core and the, uh, I, I thought you said you were eating um, 
What side of Twitter are you on? Apple, a- Apple, Apple Twitter. Like if fruits and vegetable Twitter. <laughs> I mean, this is the worst example in the world for sure. But, you know, you put me on the spot. Well, I'm so, just wondering. No. <laughs> but I'm no, asking the questions everybody else wants that, to know. No, you are. You're right. Um, so it's more in line with like, I don't know, just someone. It's like when you say, I thought you said this. It's like that kind of works more in a verbal conversation. But right. if, if you're reading it on the screen... That doesn't really work as well, you know? Right. I don't know. Um, you know, I mean, you said you guys over at like Yacht Club Games read, you know, some of the comments on live TV. Um, does anybody ever pull this on you guys where they're like trying to... Because I feel like it's like trying to get your attention in some regard where they're like, oh, I thought you said... Uh, I thought you said... Uh, again, not on my top game for thinking of examples off the top of my head tonight. Uh, maybe you shouldn't have taken a nap earlier, but that's fine. Me? Uh, no, me. Oh yeah, um, no, but yeah. yeah. Do you uh, do you ever see this kind of thing on Twitter or anywhere <laughs> um, I, like that? I see that a little bit, um, but also it's because we use a lot of alliterations in our in our brand identity. So like, it'll be a lot of play on words, and so I, I, I've definitely seen that. I know what you're talking about. Also, Thank vegetable God. and Thank fruit God. slander TikTok is a thing. Not TikTok. Why is it TikTok? Twitter. There we go. It's so that's um, probably also a thing. To, let's I don't know why fair. my totally mind went. Why did my mind go there? I like. I'm like. What, well, like, I have. So I have a tweet that. Got, oh, there's an apple over there. That's probably why. I just saw the that apple. makes a lot of sense. I have a tweet that maybe this is what you're talking about. It got three likes. I'm very proud oh, wow. of it. Uh, the tweet was the left can't meme more like the miffed can't lean. And then I said, "This sounds better aloud than it reads." That's. I don't know if that's the same exactly. Well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, he tried. He tried. <laughs> that, no, and, God, and, and God bless him for trying. Uh, it was better than the apple. I thought you read was, orange. Yes, there's no. I, I am in no. I am in no shape or form defending the apple example. It was horrible. The worst. The worst imp- improvisation that has ever been on a podcast <laughs> in the history of podcasts. You heard it here tonight. Out of the uh, out of my mouth. No one will ever accuse us of being scripted. No one, no one will ever accuse the show of being good. Some people have. That's yeah, that's true. true, I guess. A few. Um, but anyway, uh, I am going to end my segment, my uh, viciously scathing segment here and say... Uh, What's the two minutes of hate again? I thought you said blank for a second. Let me stop you there. No, you didn't. You just wanted to make a reply. <laughs> okay. My- Liars. Yeah, basically, yeah, I, I, ha- I have no, I have no tolerance for liars. Right. That's what this boils down to. Right. Yeah. You know what? It's a blatant lie. It's a lie, and you're lying to my face. So my punishment is, uh, I guess, like proofread, learn to read. You know, you know, if you thought that's what it said, hey, put a pair of these on. You know, put, put a pair of spectacles. Maybe, maybe get your eyes checked. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know. Uh, you know, I didn't go to the eye doctor for, for a, a few years. Turns out my prescription changed. I didn't know. That could be happening to you. You you may not know that you are in need of an updated eye prescri- uh, eyewear, eye prescription. Maybe your glasses are smudged. You got a bad pair of contacts. I don't know. Celia, do you have uh, two minutes of hate for us this uh, week? Yes, it doesn't have I to be apple do. related. It's or not it apple be. related. It can Sorry. Be. I mean, not today. Um, so it's on TikTok, so it's not Twitter. Um, orange cat slander. And what I mean by that is that always when someone posts a video of a orange cat or a tabby cat or whatever you want to call them, a little Garfield boy, 
Uh, mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, it's always the orange cat. Because they'll post him, like, having zoomies or jumping off of something and, like, horribly missing. And everyone always comments, it's always the orange cat. The thing is, though, is that I am a cat owner, and my cat does dumb shit all the time, and he is not an orange cat. So I think it's very rude that they're uh, they're assigning that to only orange cats. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I believe that, I mean, I'm not going to lie, obviously has something to do with Garfield and maybe even Heathcliff. I was going to say, are you more Team Heathcliff or more Team Garfield? This is a very controversial subject on this show, so pick the right answer. Garfield. I would Over agree. Heathcliff? I don't know. Well, okay, Heathcliff, I, I think Heathcliff... Heathcliff had an amazing run where they kept drawing him being confused for Garfield. Okay. That won me over. If, if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you thought my last two minutes of hate was in any way entertaining because of how confusing <laughs> it was, read a Heathcliff comic. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to go on the Discord because like people are our Thought Cops Discord. Well, one if, person if posts you, every day the Heathcliff comment. If the, you would like yeah. to, yeah, if you'd like to join our Discord, we do include a link to the uh, server in every episode description. But, like, okay, so here's here's one. Uh, it's a deli. There's two guys working inside the deli. And Heathcliff seems to be surfing through the air on a drone. And he's wearing a helmet labeled ham. And the text at the bottom captioning the comic says, hide the ham. <laughs> I feel like the Heathcliff versus Garfield, like, controversy, you know, or war yeah. um, is like a Digimon versus Pokemon thing. Like, oh my God, no you're ra- right. Right or wrong answer, but we definitely know which one has a full TV series and franchise and game series and everything. So I don't know. I'm just throwing that, that out was, there. That was such a light bulb moment when you said that because I, I that is the perfect one to one. Where yeah, I, look, you're, uh, you're saying like Pokemon is like Garfield, Digimon is like Heathcliff. Yeah, you know maybe Heathcliff had a TV show. True, but like. You know, people remember... I know you're more of a Digimon guy, Grant. No, I think that the TV show for Digimon was superior to the Pokemon TV Actually, show. Right. And there's Literally, some- and I think- once they said that, yeah. I realized there's a game series for the TV show. There's all of that, so that joke went out the window immediately. Well, no, um, still. Actually, but people, yeah, but, but the fact that you didn't remember it, though, because the rest of us are like... We- and also, the Digimon movie perfectly encapsulates the feeling that I had growing up as a child in the 90s. So Must be that what, soundtrack. Three movies into one soundtrack. and horribly spliced together so american uh, the, audiences are confused we don't we don't talk about the third i did not know that part. we don't talk about the third wow. part but they but, have smashing pumpkins in it so i think your life is did they? good yeah in the beginning i figured you wouldn't know that grant i don't remember a smashing pumpkin song being in the digimon movie maybe a different one but hold on, hold on. i'm gonna google this because i like being right hold on the, so but there are you know like i said there are aspects to heathcliff that, like you said, the, the Digimon anime is better than the Pokemon anime, but you know, people typically know Pokemon. Whereas, you know, some might look at the Heathcliff comics here and, you know, to them, they think this is a better comic than Garfield. But of course, Garfield is the more ubiquitous. It has, you know, it has movies, it has multiple TV series that are, you know, mostly, because I guess there was a Heathcliff cartoon, mostly unmemorable. If they made a Heathcliff movie, that would be, you know what? I would see it if it's anything like the comics, though, because they, they can't like dumb it down for audiences. They have to keep it at the same level of intellect as the comics here, uh, which I would got another one here. Uh, so it this was one Smash is Smash Mouth, not Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, Smash oh, okay. Mouth. There yeah, we go. Was... Sorry. It was, it was some band. Okay. <laughs> smashing Mouthkins. They're smashing something. It yeah, doesn't right? matter what. Basically, tomato, tomato. 
Gar or oh, I almost called him Garfield. Shit. Oh, uh, he's clear stepping out in the morning and he, uh, he's he's like doing one of these like and it says yawn above him because he's you know he's waking up in the morning and there's these two birds up in a tree looking at him and Heathcliff has this fire breath coming out of his mouth this like it's like somebody he's got like a flamethrower inside of him okay and then the quote says his morning breath is no joke it's good and it's that's classic. that's one of the more honestly that's one of the more um you don't have to read anymore. That's fine. Uh, so we're talking about... He's uh, got a thing for the Utz Orange girl. cat slander. Yes. I, yes. I just always thought that all cats had basically the same, like, generalized personalities and <laughs> that you'd, like, have, like, palette swaps. <laughs> Sorry, there's one Garfield comic oh somebody put in here. And it's just, like, a three-panel strip <laughs> where Garfield has a plate of sushi in front of him in the first panel. And he says, he says, ooh, sushi. And then panel two, he's eating the sushi. And then panel three, it just says burp. He's literally, there's no joke. He's just eating a plate of sushi. Like this is what, that's what I'm saying. This is what passes for quality content from Garfield these days. These <laughs> days. Um, I mean, for a long time. Yeah. This is probably been dark times. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. So first off, palette swap, rude. No, all cats have different personalities. Just mm-hmm. so no, I'm not saying that they don't. I have uh, two cats here. And I wanted to, I here. also want to say, I, I don't know if you want me to say this on the show or Grant about yeah. the, the incident that happened here recently. Oh, oh, when a cat fell from my ceiling. Yeah, and that what? cat, it's a gray cat. Yeah, um, it's a, it's, it's a not a an orange cat. one. No, we got some vents up here and they like climbing and now we have to disincentivize the yeah. climbing onto the vents because sometimes they fall off. They're She's fine. She Yeah, okay. no, she, she was getting a little bit adventurous, but yeah, we got, no, there's a lot more. It's a, it's a loft. What do you want to call it? Childproofing? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's <laughs> child proofing. Yeah. Cats are toddlers. They put everything in their mouth and they jump off a lot of right. stuff they shouldn't have. The same for me. Um, but that you're yeah. a toddler or that you jump off things? Well, no, put I, things I put in things in my mouth, mouth and okay. jump off like surfaces. <laughs> At the same time? Yeah, oh. pretty much. You know, I work from home. I get bored. Yeah. Uh, so orange, cl- orange cat slander. Orange cat slander. I, you know, again, I don't want to completely attributed to the whole Garfield Heathcliff thing, but obviously it's probably playing a part in people's uh, perceptions and preconceived notions of these things. Um, but yeah, I think we should, we should end the stigma. You know, I, there's, there's plenty mm. of uh, respectable orange cats out there. I didn't I've know met. that there was a stigma. I'm just learning about this stigma. I feel now. like I have seen this on Twitter at some point too. Uh-huh. Yeah. They always you know, say, if you just look up on Twitter search bar, it's always the orange cat. Like the Probably I I haven't checked this, but there'll probably be I, something. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna see orange cat and see if I can find anything. Off you know the top. what kind of cats are always getting in trouble? The ones wearing hats. <gasps> I love cats with hats. They they break into your house. They're played by Mike Myers. They destroy <laughs> your house. They try and eat your goldfish. Yeah, sounds like a good afternoon. This is an image. It Have says orange cat is outside. It's officially spring. Not sure what that means. What were okay. you gonna say? Um, have you, you said? Have you, we seen you remember what? when the Suicide Squad came out? Um, did you see all the Cat in the Hat? Except it's with Weasel pictures. No, that was no. Like a is, very is brief. It, are you meme. like Suicide Squad or or the Suicide Squad? Like the new one? The new one. Um, people edited the Cat in the okay. Hat and just put Weasel in, and it was it was really great. But never mind. 
I hadn't. I haven't seen either of the Suicide Squad movies. Oh, and you know what? And also, a respectable orange cat is Tiger. I've heard Tiger's an orange cat. Yeah, and I, I will. I bet if I put a tiger in front of you and I said, "Hey, say that thing you said about orange (laughs) cats on the internet to his face," I like to see you do it. I bet you won't. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, did you have a punishment for that? Oh, um, yeah, they have to hang out with a bunch of orange cats, like a room full of them. Because I believe okay. that, um, you know, a great way to end this prejudice is to, you know, expand their mind and have them hang out with more orange cats. But I'd want to be there, too, because I, I want to hang out with them also. So Sure. Like, that sort, of like, cool. sort of like a cat cafe. Sounds yeah. like a chill evening. Yeah. I think so. What do you got for us, Grant? All right. I got to switch from uh, business glasses to... Uh, actual glasses uh so my two minutes of hate as we all know well not all of us i guess not everybody experiences this phenomenon but a lot of us do most of us to some degree or another do uh it's it's daylight savings time before we saved none of the daylight and it all ran out and then now we saved it we we got it back it's in the bank it's collecting interest thank god um, and it's good. And now I guess that they're trying to say, Hey, we're going to save all the daylight. We're going to, we're going to put it in the bank. It's going to collect interest. It's going to compound. We're going to give that to businesses. It's going to, it's going to help reinvigorate the American economy. This is the plan. This is why people are doing this. Um, and then people see that and then they have different opinions about daylight savings time. Oh, it's just, it's sun's out in the morning. Oh, great. Or, oh, well, but then it's dark at whatever time, and you're like, okay, cool. And then somebody says, yeah, but why did they have it? Like, why do we, why are we still doing this? Why do we have it in the first place? This seems stupid. Why, why are we just shifting around the clock? Why don't we like shift around work schedules? Why don't we shift around times? And then somebody goes, and then somebody goes, well, because of the farmers. My two minutes of hate are Is these the farmers. The, the farmers. Have you not heard this? Because that's like no, sort of the yeah, generally yeah. the general consensus of like why do we have daylight savings time and people go the well, farmers a hundred years ago. It's like I don't even think I don't, like and I don't know for sure, but I feel like they okay, don't so care anymore. What I don't the the farmers never cared. Farmers live at their place of work and work. Whenever they want to, because they own the farm, they're not pu- farmers are not are not punching clocks, right? But it's always it's the farmer. The fa- why do we have daylight savings time? Because of the farmers. Which ones? Uh, all of them. The farmers a long time ago wanted to save the daylight, and now we just have to have a time for saving it. And so I I went to uh you might have heard of this website it's called Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I just did a quick just a quick scan and there's a couple different things they're saying like it was sort of like proposed by Benjamin Franklin. It didn't really work. And then there was this New Zealand entomologist and astronomer George Hudson who proposed the idea of changing clocks by two hours every spring Um, he wanted to have more daylight hours to devote to collecting and examining insects so that's and that's in like 
1907-ish. So since like we've had it for like a hundred-ish years or so. So let me get this straight. We have to deal with months of seasonal depression where it gets dark at like 4 p.m. Because this guy wants to look at bugs. Yeah, that's it. Celia, were you going to say something? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to be like, why? I I don't know. I I think we've been like voting to change it. Or I think California tried to. I saw it on the ballot like a while ago where it was like, vote to ignore it or something. Um, I feel like you should interview farmers at the farmer's market and be like, we need to get to the bottom of this together. Uh, but also, did you do if, this? Yeah, right. Like, even if, like, let's say it is for the farmers and we ignore your bug catching fact, I'm uh, right. Most things are automated now. And like, there's, yeah, there's lights and like, like a lot of things are automated. Like they don't, we don't pay attention to seasons anymore. We just grow things. So I feel like that already has yeah. lighting. You know what I mean? Like, housing or yeah, whatever true. yeah there's yeah and even if it were the case but it's it's not the, it's it has a lot more to do with like industrialization and like yeah like uh what what time Apple like, farming and stuff no not not at all not the opposite of that actually gotcha. more so like oh the standardized work week and the standardized work hours of like nine to five and you put your kids to school in the morning before your nine to five job and mm. the cultural implications of that and there's like a, a bunch of different things because of course as you introduce a certain phenomenon other things occur within its scope of everything and that's just humanity uh but my my problem is my problem is that anybody can go to wikipedia <laughs> and, and look up oh it's the, this bug man invented daylight savings time and you go oh, okay and then you tell people it was a bug man and then they go no i don't i think you're wrong it's the farmers and it's just like i no it's a, you you can read it you can look it up and I've had this conversation with people so many times where they just go, yeah, I just always heard it was it was the farmers. They needed more well, daylight. And it's just like, what? I get that there's like, like legends and myths and that there's a whole mythos behind a lot of these things that happen as they happen. And that that like creates like just a level of baseline understanding for everybody. But it's just like the second somebody tells you like, no, I don't think that that's true. They go. No, I think it's true. And it's just like, I don't know, this is so indicative of every problem that we have as a species nowadays. Well, I think and this it all is a good goes time, back to the farmers. This is a good time to come clean. I was actually pretending to be surprised earlier. Right. Uh, because I knew you would look this up on Wikipedia. So okay. I went to the article before you found it. And I actually... You ad- made the thing up I about edited, the I edited that man. in myself. Yeah. That's... That's all a bunch of crap I made up. That's fine. For you to find. I don't care. So maybe uh, don't cite Wikipedia next time. I don't care. Actually, I'm not going to stand for this Wikipedia slander. See, we're going full circle here. Um, Uh So Wikipedia has like a full team of like volunteer reviewers that fact check every time that you try to edit something and they'll like call you out. It's kind of nuts. So if people try to edit like Wikipedia entries about themselves and they find out, they call you out and it's like this tire, like they drag them on the internet and it's it's bizarre. So I, wonder, I don't believe like, your your bug editing bluff. Ah, uh, well, you know, I mean, if, if you if you tell me the the true origin of the shovel knight fish, I'll tell you whether or not I really did. This. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, I don't think that's a fair trade at all. 
Okay, that's not that. <laughs> well, I want. Have you seen Have you seen the documentary about the guy who's written like ninety percent of all Wikipedia articles? What? It's just like one guy. Is he really cool? He's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna Google him real fast. A uh, guy who's written most of Wikipedia. Well, I autofilled right away too. Yeah. So he obviously exists. Um, what's this guy's name? I can't. Stephen Pruitt. He's just written like four, four million, four point four million. Oh, wow. Created more than three hundred or thirty three hundred. My vision is just—I don't even. <laughs> it's pointless. But yeah, it's it's one guy, just one guy that's writing most of it. I feel incredible. like it's always just well, one I, guy I, doing most of something. I hope that now, like for high school research papers, because I know like. When I was in high school, it was like, you cannot use Wikipedia as a source. I feel like maybe now you can. Now it's valid. Because I think, yeah, I think so long as you actually like read it and then go through it and then like get your research from it and not just like cite it, mm-hmm. I think you're fine. Only, only if it was one of the 90, if it was in the 90% of articles that were done by this guy. Anything in the 10% that was done by anything else, yeah. they have to review. But if it was this guy, he looks like a trustworthy man. Uh, like you said, he's done most of the articles on the website. Seems like a nice guy. I trust him. That's enough for me. Uh, Stephen Pruitt, uh, go on Thought Cops. Would you Why trust not? him with your life? Uh, yeah, no. I would. Truly, I would. Dang, doubling down. It's a lot of trust. Yeah. It's a little too much trust. Uh, we, uh, yeah, speaking of too much trust, yeah, let's move on to the main segment of the show, which is our, uh, what, you want to call them meat and potatoes of the course here. If you haven't listened to Thought Cops before, every week we investigate the internet's outrage-inducing news stories, and then we sentence each perpetrator to a cruel and often quite unusual punishment. Now, Celia, you work for Yacht Club Games... You put out so many hit games over the years uh, that have resonated with so many people. And I I personally feel like the number one way to tell if you have made a game that is... This is true. This is what you're saying is, is true. That is truly going to go down as a legendary classic for the ages is if you make a game that's so popular that PETA tries to take you down. You know they've they've tried Super Mario. They've tried Pokemon. Well, not, not if his wife Lois has anything to oh, say about boy. it. Oh boy! I was thinking about making that joke and I didn't, but it had to be made. It had to be made. And thank you for doing it. So yeah, uh, Celia, have you been playing this? Uh, the Elder Scrolls is oh, that what it's called? Oh come on, Grant! You know what it's called. Is that what the? Have you played? Yeah, it I definitely all? think it's called. Yeah, I think it's. I, I was going to come up it's, with something. I couldn't come up. Elder. It's called Elden Scrolls, Grant, you fool. Is that yeah. like, a, like a, a scroll that makes you old? Yeah. Yeah, it's How like that beach. You, he didn't yeah. play it. Oh, so you are a fan, Grant. Yeah, Pretending wow. like you don't know. Pro gamer over I, here. I love... Well, so... so uh, PETA, yes. as Kevin was saying. Yeah, well, uh, we, for those, for those of is, you who don't know, PETA... Stands for something. I don't know. Uh, something, something, People something. Animals. Tasty animals is what they, <laughs> that's right, what Grant. they call it. That's... Go back to your seventh grade uh, edgy humor. Um, I was about to I say, to... I had that on a t shirt <laughs> in the seventh grade from t shirt hell. Yeah. And I was like, nice. <laughs> 
Yeah, I bought this at Hot Topic with my mom's money. Dang. Yeah, I got that from I got that from Maddox's blog. <laughs> Epic. Uh so they did this video of like the things you can do <laughs> while playing this game. What what's have they they've done similar videos well, where it's like your animal like stop treating bugs carelessly in Animal Crossing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah there I was, think it was the most recent one. There was so that. Animal there Crossing was like the, the Mario the 3D Land one where it was like Mario was wearing the Tanuki suit, but right, it was like a, right. a, a realistic skinned like animal suit. Yeah. You know, real nasty stuff. Uh, and of course, I think it's mostly for people to just talk about it. But let, let's have a look at this clip it's here. It's working because we're talking about it. And we're it. talking so about it. Here we go. Hey! Here are top five things you should do in Elden Ring. One, take your dogs for a lovely walk around the lake. Okay. There's these uh, wolf things trying to kill you. Per- persuade, persuade mercenaries not to exploit horses. Yes. Yes. Observe oh. wildlife from a safe and respectable distance. There's well, a- until that thing charges towards you and like kills you in an instant. Check out an animal sanctuary. Okay, so... They're being attacked by the wolves, but they are using a shield. Uh, just remember, a sanctuary offers a hands-on experience. It's n- not legit. Spend a peaceful moment with amazing animals. There's a large uh, turtle there, some be- uh, beautiful owls, huge crab. The animals in the lands between deserve your respect. Uh, they <laughs> go, go vegan. So instead of the you are dead, and then now he's, he's uh, in front of the tree of life, and it says PETA. And then it says, okay, wait, let me pull this back up. It says, get good at vegan living at PETA.org. Grant, can you pull back to that crab clip at the end there? Like, I just want to see the text on or before, like a little bit back. So this is the, this is the animals in the lands between deserve your respect. And the clip they chose to use is where the large crab is literally snipping your body in half. Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit back and let that happen. I don't think so. I mean, it could also. Uh, no, I like I okay. So I played, uh, ironically, played like the Pokemon Black and Blue game that they made, and like oh yeah, a lot yeah. of the oh, stuff that yeah, they put yeah. out. But what's weird about this? And sorry if I'm cutting off about I guess reaction with it. But like, is actually was kind of funny. Like I don't know. I like the crab cut off in the end. It's like they deserve your respect as it's like cutting you in half, like impaling you. It's like yeah, it's more tasteful okay. than the other ones for sure. I mean, I I think that their whole like it's no Pokemon Black and Blue. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, that I think silly. that their whole like marketing, ha- like throughout the years, has like again just been to sort of get attention. Yeah. And there's got to be a level of self awareness where people are like. People working at these companies are like, we we know we know what what's going to get clicks if we make this sort of ridiculous and a little silly. People people are going to be talking about it. They're going to go, oh, I can't I can't believe they put this on my screen. Yeah. I I you I look at happy things on my screen. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. This is this doesn't make me happy. And then you you like it, you retweet it, and all of a sudden it's trending. And then we talk about it on Thought Cops, <laughs> and they're like, "Yes, they're talking about it on that work podcast with a minor following." Yes, but doesn't it feel like this one is like the least weird out of it? Like it actually kind of makes contextual sense, and like it feels, honestly, yes, like their it feels more self aware. 
Yeah, like it didn't like Pokemon Black and Blue. It's like, oh, you're like exaggerating what Pokemon is. Like, you know, we all joke, haha, the cute right. animals are fighting, but like, you know, it's or Mario it's really in the bloody mark. Tanuki suit. Yeah, yeah, like that's really off mark. But like, this was like, oh, they played the game, and they're like, oh, these are kind of relevant. I don't know. I thought it was like well done. I don't really like PETA because you know they they've done a lot of really controversial, horrible things. Um, yeah, despite having a a kind message, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, cool. It, it, it's definitely like the, this is like yeah, like you said, this is the least weird PETA thing I've ever right. seen. Because I remember what was the last one that was trending was that guy. Uh, he was he was uh, fist fighting a large chicken, folks. Oh, that's man. what uh, that's what grinds my gears. What do you, what are you saying? I don't know anymore. What? No, you, the last controversial thing. I think it was oh, the yeah. Animal Crossing thing. Wasn't well, no, it? I was thinking. Well, it wasn't video game related. It was like the guy. Like, it, maybe he was like breastfeeding a cow or something. There was like it was like a, a cartoon of a guy breastfeeding a cow, and then they're like, they were like, and about people were like, what is the point of this? I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, this is like the least weird PETA thing I've seen. It's just like they they didn't even edit the footage at all. It was just straight up Elden Ring gameplay, you know? Right. Yeah. It worked, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm disappointed in them for not doing, you know, for Animal Crossing because like they did the bugs, right? I haven't seen that one, but I'm so surprised they didn't make a spoof on everyone trying to kick out the the ugly villagers. Did you hear that whole thing on Twitter? Oh yeah, yeah. Where people were bullying the villagers. Like, why didn't they go that route? Because it's like literally being mean to the animals. I, yeah, I think that Missed they're not really. I think that they're not really all that tuned in to these things i think that it's just sort of like a cynical like hey this is a thing how can we how can we talk about this but i bet that they didn't really care enough to put in the work put in the hours yeah so you know. maybe their intern is a gamer this time around i don't know maybe yeah yeah they're like hey just maybe don't make it weird or freaky this time maybe don't make it weirdly like a thinly veiled fetish thing or just like yeah play play <laughs> the game for a little play you got 20 hours go through the game for 20 hours pull some clips and make a list of five things just do that and that's that's better because at least people yeah. know that you're actually playing it you know and now um, i know never to uh fight back against the crabs yeah you just let animals murder you but don't eat them yeah, it makes the game a lot harder. You guys want to? You guys want to challenge? You play these games like well, I love FromSoft games. They're so hard. Yeah, try going the PETA route. With, like, uh, what's like? What's that? Like that term they use for like any percent run for like speed oh, runs speed or run? stuff? Like there should be. Yeah, there should be like a like a like a like a any like an any percent thing, but it's in regards to like a a, a news lock run. Like I'm doing a PETA run. You know? Yeah, no, that's that's actually good. All, that's, uh, I didn't I didn't kill any animals. I just killed ghouls oh, and other a humans. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's yeah, it. That's yeah, fair, like yeah. Uh, Undertale. Yeah, yeah. like uh, but like the uh, the PETA pacifist route. Alliteration. And yeah, it makes makes the game a whole lot harder. I hear. One side note to this: just um, made me think: Are they even allowed to use Elden like things like clips? That's a good question. Because legal wise, they don't have. So I, because part of marketing, like you know, right, right, you, would, you, would yeah. <laughs> you would be the person. I can't to ask. take, for example, I can't take Mario and then put like Shovel Knight's logo over it. Like you, you can't right, do yeah. that legally on um, because you know we don't own that that trademark. You know that that copyrighted IP. They don't own that, and they're using it for commercial purposes. Oh yeah. So 
if FromSoft wanted, they could probably do like a legal takedown. Um, cause it's not parody. If they're using direct gameplay, you can't do that. Even parody has like a weird yeah. fine line. Well, so, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, there's parody law, but like, is this a parody though? They're it's just not like, parody. Right, I, yeah. There's three things in my, uh, legal expertise of which I have none that I will, uh, openly give all my opinions on right now. Um, one, I know that there's like there's like weird fair use things, which obviously I think that this doesn't fall underneath. It's commercial; that. it doesn't fall under for failure, like fair um, use. Two, if PETA's an organization as opposed to like a corporation, is there like any sort of difference between that? Mm. I would. That wonder. doesn't matter. That it's doesn't matter. On copyright. Strike That's two. Strike two. I got two more things, so it's <laughs> okay. going to be strike Sorry. four. <laughs> uh, I th- I think what it probably boils down to is that they don't care to go i think that that's been a lot of like gameplay of certain things is that the companies can do takedowns but a lot of times they just don't they're like it would be a whole hassle i would have to take a day off work yeah to go to or court. it's just like that's so many like that's so many different websites and so many different things like utilize different clips of things and it's just like you're gonna go after all of it sort of thing and I don't know. There's sort of like that. I, I, could, I don't know, though. I'm, I could see Nintendo doing it, but FromSoft, I'm not sure. I Yeah, because I haven't seen FromSoft do anything, but I also haven't seen something because like there's like a level of radar, you know, that you can go over. You know, if you're right. a small, tiny guy, like it's, you know, it's harder for them to spot, you know? Yeah. But like, I, I feel like their legal should have a field day with this because there's no there's no even like release of like. You know, uh, FromSoft is a registered trademark or Elden Ring's registered trademark, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's... Right. You know, I, I don't know. And then I guess my my other thing would be like Streisand effect sort of of like, oh, they they took down our video. You know, like do you oh, do the victim yeah, complex, sure. and, complex and stuff like that? And it's like, is it worth it for they're going to throw a big fit over that? Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just a know. guy with How a much does PETA earn a year? Because if you could argue and like, let's say that you had lost like, I don't know, profits from their video, you could, you know, get a good some, but also it looks bad if you're taking from a non-profit, but I'm pretty sure they're for profit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I also, it's like, to be fair, they weren't saying don't play Elden Ring. They were saying play it this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, still, like, I mean, obviously they're not supposed to use, use that though, footage. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's an advertisement. That's a literal advertisement. You can't do that. Looks mm-hmm. like in terms of contributions, they make $63 million a year. Gross merchandise sales fifty six thousand in interest dividends royalties other income two million. Grant, why is the link purple? I've been doing research. <laughs> okay, I was yeah, like, no, I'd, you've been to this before. I I do my homework for this show, Kevin. Wow, hey, somebody's got to. <laughs> uh, what was the? Oh, is is PETA um non profit or is it for profit? Uh, as an international nonprofit charitable organization, what do you know? Hmm. I feel like I. Well, oh wait, I, no. It says organization type charitable organ. No, okay, never mind. Huh. I'm dyslexic. Forget I said anything. Done. Delete the show. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Peta, Elden Ring, uh, punishment. <coughs> punishment. I think here. they should have that big crab come and cut them in half no I, well i was thinking I, I honestly i think the pacifist thing is a good way to like is a good punishment like just do you know I, but okay so FromSoft says you know what this is kind of legally dicey i don't know if i want to have this out there but we'll let you keep it up 
if you can beat Elden Ring on a full pacifist run. That's and good. I have I haven't played the game yet myself. Uh, I want to that. because it's all anybody can seem to talk about. But they should only be allowed to. They're okay if if you can beat the game and show us proof you beat the game without killing any any dogs or turtles or crabs. Then sure, go ahead, keep it up. But until then, eh, take it down, take it down, strike off. Sounds good to me. Uh, should we go through, do let's, one more yeah, story? Let's do one more story here real quick. So this is, uh, okay, moving from games to sports here. This hmm. is where we lose our audience. This is where you lose me as my voice Bye-bye. cracks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so sports. Um, Tom Brady. You guys heard of Tom Brady? Heard of him, Grant. Yes, heard of him. Uh, Tom Brady cut his retirement short. So this is this is a CNBC article. Um, obviously Tom Brady just retired. He retired last week. Um, and then he sat at was home it last his, week. I thought it was, no, long. it was a long time ago. Oh, and he sat at home and he watched family guy reruns and he went, I can't do this anymore. Right. Right. So he said, guys, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm good. I'm good again. I'm actually just kidding. Uh, it's time for me to, uh, throw around the old pigskin again. Isn't he like 67 years old? No, he's yeah, He's like in his forties. <laughs> So the the CNBC article, and this sort of this ties into some stuff that we've talked about on the show before. Uh, Tom Brady cut his retirement short. If other retirees take his cue, it may reduce the labor shortage. Oh my god, this actually would be fucking awesome! All the old people are playing football again, <laughs> just like a bunch like. I would watch football <laughs> if it was a bunch of old guys running back and forth, like so, like actually old guys running back and forth, you know. And they're right. like, like just like, oh yeah, they, uh, you know, I again not a, not a big football head, the pigskin, yeah, uh, they, they uh, threw a pigs uh, sports ball, hee <laughs> hee, uh, clever joke. Um, but they would be like, there'd be like so many on field injuries and all this other kind of crazy shit happening, you know. And it just would be, it would be like. You know, all these young guys, these young guys, these young bucks out there, you know, they're all, you know, these big built guys. I want to see these like string bean, you know, weak old men just like trying to play football on national TV. You know, there's a halftime show. They come back. Half of them couldn't stay awake for the halftime show. Like, yeah, they're I guess we're at half capacity now. Uh, I can't stay awake for you continuing to describe old people. They are a fascinating subject. So anyway, I think that this sort of goes hand in hand with a lot of like the no one wants to work type (laughs) rhetoric that they're like, hey, Uh, this millionaire uh, wants to come back to his job. Why don't you guys come back to the office? And it's like, is that what they're trying to do here? uh, Yeah. The the way that it's worded. Oh, because the labor shortage. If other retirees take his cue, it may reduce the labor shortage. Oh, I I was like reading that like they only meant like athletic retirees. But like if they mean like literal like like, just everybody. Yeah, Yeah. that's depressing. (laughs) That sucks. So this this is the world we're in. Well, I got I got a punishment to cap this off real quick because, you know, like Celia, you said you guys are doing the hybrid model. Uh, coming into the office some days, working from home other days. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this ties into the whole FIFA thing. Does it? Yeah, they play. They play football remote. By they play Madden. Yeah, that that was kind of what I was getting at. I, but more or less, yeah. Like he gets. To, I was going to say he gets to work from home some days, <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like freaking out because I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to make that have that make sense. But yes, yes, he's playing Madden, but he like has his character build of himself with all of his stats. And he's like, yeah, some days I'm just going to I'm just going to play PS4 at home right. and I'm on, I'm still on the game playing it. But then, all the, you know, half the time I'll maybe come into the office, come in, throw the ball around at the stadium, yeah, you know, no promises, you know, I'm, I'm well, he like some days he's going to be like, yeah, I'm uh, feeling sick. I need to take an extra day home. So, and God bless I like him. How you gave him a PS4 instead of a PS5 in your <laughs> imaginary scenario? That's nice. I yeah, like I, that's like the, the was that on purpose or was that just? It was half on purpose. Okay, yeah, I, I okay, was trying to be good. realistic. I'm like, hey, those things are hard to find. You know, <laughs> they are hard to find. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, he's a busy man. Yeah, PS5s are really hard to find. My friend, um, this is a really off tangent story. I don't know if we do tangents here. Oh, we do. We do. We do tangents. The whole show is tangents. So, um, at a holiday thing I was at, um, I so rewind. Um, so one of my friends had offered to help me find a PS5 for the holidays. Uh, the thing is though, is that, you know, they, they were super scarce. And I, um, at a holiday party, I told my good friend Gerard, uh, like about it. Um, and okay. At the rewind again. So my friend that's helping me with the PS5 is a huge fan of Gerard, uh, the completionist. He's a YouTuber. He's uh, awesome. Okay. I was going to ask and, him like, oh, Gerard, the completionist. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. and basically what happened was, uh, Gerard and I were at the holiday party. We're talking about PS5s. And I mentioned that my friend, the, the one that's fans of him, uh, was helping me find one. And he's like, wait, call him up real quick. And I was like, okay. So Gerard video called my friend, Mike, um, it was basically, I'll go to your birthday party if you, uh, you help her find a PS5. And he did. He worked <laughs> really, really hard. And that's how I got my PS5. Wow. So, so it's like a really scattered story there. But yeah, it's, yeah. Has, uh, Tom Brady ever tried, uh, finding a PS5 to come out of retirement? Cause I think that that should be his punishment. I think there that, go. that is circle. a good punishment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. There's a lot of backstory to that joke. So I needed, I needed well, to sometimes, sometimes that's you need perfect. that, you know, that is good. It's character development. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you just, you can't just say, Oh, I'm, I'm a millionaire football player. I, I take my head and I push it into somebody else's head and I get a million dollars I get multiple a million dollars. And CTE. And I get all these things, and then I'm just going to quit, but then I'm just going to come back. It's like, no, you. we know that you're good at this. You need to be good at something else. You need to be good at find a PS5 <laughs> on eBay. Say, yeah. <laughs> you, need to, you need to work for it. That's, That's one of the most valuable skills right That's now. I'm the serious. Thing. Yeah. Like the whole thing of, oh, nobody wants to work. It's like everybody wants to work. But no one wants to like. No one wants to work. He he wants to he wants to go and he wants to punch the clock. He wants to throw around the pigskin, but he doesn't want to do the actual hard work that people like me and Kevin do. Yeah, all the I, time. I mean, I don't want to work because like, what am I going to spend the money on? Not a PS Five. I can't find one. Yeah. You know, you I, I'm point. making money for no reason. You know what? Everyone wants a PS Five, but no one go- wants to go to Walmart and fight people for one. That so, is so like, true. No, yeah. Nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody wants to. <laughs> nobody. Nobody wants to uh, throw fists at Walmart. You know. Yeah, like the good old days for like yes. all that other stuff. Black Friday. Oh man, I what a what a sad time capsule. Because I I remember like whatever 
2006, 2007. That's the exact time I was thinking Around that time where it's just like you get these videos of just like people getting trampled going into Walmart and like you're sitting at home watching TV and you're going, ha, those idiots. And now I get really sad thinking about that, you know, that it's like, oh, people were like just like desperate to like Like, get things because things were on sale and it's hard to afford things. And Oh, I thought you were sad that it doesn't happen anymore. No. (laughs) I was like... Okay, uh, buddy. Yeah, I'm so sad that Michael Jimmy didn't miss. break his arm this year. <laughs> I miss when people would die trying to get a two for a one sale on TVs. <laughs> he lives for the bloodshed. Like people, people died for a 720p TV. Can you believe that? No, I'm I'm sad that that was a thing that we all culturally thought that in the same way that everyone now is looking at like Britney Spears as like breakdown of two like 2007 was not a good year. We did not do like not uh, our not our most best. of history. I think that we just we've not been doing too great. Yeah, but 2007 yeah. in particular seems just like that time where it's just like I don't know things were happening. I mean, there was no 2016, but you oh. know, 2007 was a a different kind of wild, a little bit of a throwback, you know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I got a Nintendo DS in 2007. That was, I was a pretty just, good year for me. So I don't know what you. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 2007. Like, what games was I playing? Then I'm like, yeah, I guess I would have had a Wii. Is, yeah, I think I think I had purchased a Wii in 2007. They were all sold out, and then I, you couldn't find those for a while either. Yeah. You couldn't find those for a while, and then I remember going to Best Buy to purchase a 3DS because I was like, "I'm just never going to get a Wii. It's never going to happen." And then they had no 3DSs, and then they pointed to a big stack of Wiis, and they're like, "Wait, we you these. bought a Wii? At, wait, you bought you? you how, when did you buy a Wii? I don't know the year because like whenever 3DS, it came out, I was going to yeah, say 3DS came out in like 2011. So I think you mean DS Lite, maybe. DSi? Uh, maybe. Maybe it was one of the DSs. Yeah, maybe. I've been telling that story billion. wrong for like a decade. Oh, that is embarrassing. I don't care. It's okay. Yeah. It's, we can it's all a- be wrong. I forgot Digimon had a game series <laughs> and movie and TV show, even though I have the movie and a lot of the TV show and some of the games. So we're just all wrong here. You know, the only reason I know <laughs> that there's a Digimon game is because I remember as a kid, I was at a sleepover and my friend the, was the like... The PS1 game? Yeah. He's like, I want to show you the Digimon game. There's something really cool in it. And then he booted the game up, took me to this area to show me that the Digimon could go poop. How come I knew uh. you were going to tell that? Like, you've never told me that story, and I knew that that's where it was headed. Like, the, the giddiness in your voice, I was just like, I know I know what's going to happen. I, I, I just I've never re- even played that game, and I knew that that was the end point. I, I just vividly remember him, like, doing it and be like, see... So, do you know the reason why they can poop in that game? I don't Apparently, know. it slaps. So, Digimon actually started out as a Tamagotchi for boys. Okay. I you didn't know Tamagotchi, Tamagotchi was for girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we grew yeah. Well, up in like the unisex, Tamagotchi. But it was more marketed towards girls. Uh, okay. Tom, uh, Digimon was like the digital pegs. Like, that was like all the huge craze back then. Uh, right. And yeah, that's... That's what they were they were doing, and they're like, "Oh, oh these yeah. are popular. Let's make a TV show." But like Digimon, right. yeah, you have to you have to make sure that they don't die in their poop. So, so Tamagotchis could go poop too. I forget. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you because you take care of it like a normal pet or whatever. Makes sense. You I press in- the refresh button. If you don't do that, they die. I'm just throwing yeah. that out there in case you killed a few. See, this yes. is one of those things where I was saying, like, you know, there are some advantages that maybe Digimon does have on Pokemon, for example. 
They don't go poop in Pokemon that we know of. Just yeah. saying. I mean, that we I, know of. I not that I recall. You know. Hold on, googling do Pokemon poop. Yeah, do Pokemon. Well, um, it's probably a PETA game for that. Yeah, in the in the yes, there was a Pokemon. Okay, it. so there is a Pokédex entry of Daru Maka. I don't know who that is. Uh, in one of the Pokédex entries, it mentions that people use its poop to keep warm. Gross. That is kind of fucked up. What it, what it, like I, I'm trying to remember what this one looks like, and also like why only that one? You know, like what what well, makes Daru Maka so special? That's sort of like a, a guano sort of utilitarian. That's what I was thinking. Utilize. It must be like some kind of like, like yeah, a, it's a reference to something that owl probably pellets exists. or something. Yeah, Daru. You burn those when you're cold. I don't know, but he's real cute. Oh my god. Oh, I've seen this character. Yeah, see, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, I like him. Um, Oh, and of course he's the one that poops. Okay. And he is a fire type, so, you know, standard reason his poop is probably pretty warm. I was cool. going to say Although something about Digimon. Something. Oh, yeah. Yes. In, in second grade, we were disincentivized from bringing our Tamagotchis to school. I had a, tom- I had a, a dinosaur Tamagotchi, and they mm. said... Guys, we don't want you. We don't want you playing those things in class. And it's I was satanic. Like, that I I knew some of the. I had neighbors that they would come over to my house and they would be like, "Oh, you have Pokemon cards." My dad doesn't let me play with those because he thinks that they're the devil. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. You know, I saw a post on Twitter like a couple of days ago where somebody pointed out how like there was so much like satanic panic about like Pokemon yeah, when it yeah, first I came remember, out. Yeah. And then like in later generations, they have Pokemon that are like literal devils. <laughs> this and then nobody the cares Pokemon anymore. Satan. This is Beelzebub. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ba- yeah and, they're like, and they're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the 90s Christian moms have probably, you know. <laughs> tired down from being yeah, angry. I don't that's know. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I had a I had a friend too. My childhood best friend wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter, watch mm-hmm. Pokemon. Yeah. I don't know, enjoy anything of the nineties. So um my house was like the heathen house of like, hey, let's watch the Harry <laughs> Potter movies. Nineties very satanic decade. Yeah. So. Let's move on though to a very uh, a more positive segment of the show. We like to do a little uh uh, palette cleanser here at the end with our thought cops key to the city where we like to give a key to our fair city of neo chicago to something good something positive something swell and i'm gonna give my key to the city this week to our friends over at drink a beer and play a game for uh you know helping us line up this episode facilitating yeah because you were on an episode of their show mm-hmm. and uh i was like oh you know maybe i'll reach out to her and then you know they helped me set it up so shout out to those guys yeah, they're always cool. good to us. Oh, and we're also going to actually by the time this comes out, we'll also have guested on their show too because we're Oh yeah. So actually, yeah, go check them out. YouTube uh drink a beer play a game. You'll may or may not see our episode up and Celia's episodes up there too. Have you guys decided what beer you're going to have? That's a good question. Oh, I don't man. know. I I'm like tired of drinking <laughs> cuz I overdid it this past Saturday. Chicago uh I, it it's like Chicago Patrick's Day. They dye the river green. Yeah, so nice. that was basically by the time St. Patrick's Day actually rolls around, I think most people in Chicago are like, oh, I forgot that that's a holiday. And it's a work day, you know? Yeah. It's a school night. So, so yeah. Um, also, you're while Grant is pulling yeah, up his video here, uh, Celia, did you have anything uh, nice or positive you want to share with the class? Um, I tried looking up cool news before this interview, and I couldn't <laughs> find any. But on St. Patrick's Day, so tomorrow, it's my cat's birthday. Yes. <laughs> um, Happy birthday. His name is Mr. Schmutz. 
Um, he is turning two years old tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm going to throw him a birthday party. And um, did you did make- you say this was an uh-huh. orange cat or no? No, he's a white cat. Okay. Well, regardless, uh, yeah. uh, shout out to you said Mister what now? Schmutz. Schmutz. Okay. Yeah. How old? You said two. Two. He's turning two years old. Wonderful. What a great age. Two years old. It's a nice yeah, even a- number. Yeah, making him a little party hat. It's gonna be. It's gonna be really cool. Nice. I make him kitty ice cream. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. That does sound good. I, you know what I was thinking? Well, I don't think you're supposed to eat that, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, you well, can. Like, it's not made out yeah. of pumpkin. Like, it's it's dairy-free if you're lactose intolerant. Because cats are lactose intolerant, by the way. Don't give them dairy. You know, I was watching, like, a totally. movie or a TV show the other day, and they were eating birthday cake in it. You know, like, that big old sheet cake with all yeah. that frosting and everything. Right. And I'm like, I haven't had that in years because no because you can't have a you can't you couldn't have a <laughs> right, gathering right. where like people breathed on a cake hey, for the past hey, two years hold on you can just buy it like you don't have to have an event well, like that's what just, i was gonna say like stop you <laughs> that's what i was gonna say like i want an excuse to have one because like i do feel like there you is can just a, make one you can just get well, into I, bacon. Oh, I, I specifically want like the store-bought one you know right. like it's like that kind of like ma- semi-mass produced spider-man on it uh, write your name on it. Happy right, birthday. Right. Happy, happy 32nd birthday, Kevin. Here's your Spider-Man cake. I just, I want an excuse for a, like a, a Spider-Man cake with like the frosting you bite into that makes your teeth tingle because of how much like, sh- like uh, what fructose or whatever. Uh, it's just, yeah. Sugar is in there, but sure. I want that. And it, the thing is like, I can't buy a cake for, oh, oh, you know, uh, one man because it's like, that's so, you know, what am I going to sit there and like work on it myself for a week? You didn't invite yeah. me over. Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair. But even then the two of us, that's not enough. We'll have a party. We'll just have a non-birthday birthday party. You know, I was we'll going to say. We'll just have a cake party. We'll do what Reddit does and we'll have a cake day. How about that? Does I, that, I was going to say. that make you happy? Because like our, our birthdays are very close to one another. Right. And I was like, and our birthdays are right around the corner. I'm like, oh, that's not for like three or four months. Yeah. I have no idea what fucking month it is. Whatever. When's your birthdays? Uh, mine is July 1st. Mine's June 29th. And yeah. Nobody trying. Nice. Uh, break into any of my accounts or anything like that's that. been a fun little thing uh over the past you know several years we've we've had a little joint birthday party uh almost every year i think where it's like you know what i you know usually i don't want to throw a party for myself usually you don't want to throw one for yourself but we're like if we just have an excuse just have some people together yeah whatever. so we'll make it a matter. joint thing have some people get together have right. a have a big old sheet cake you know exactly we'll make it happen this year right. I'm, I'm committing to it now there you go. I'm ready for you guys. Thank you. My uh, my cue to the city this week goes to this video. I've had this uh, this video on the list for a while, but this seems like a good episode to bring this up. This is uh, from the 1992 Olympics, and uh, this is a guy who's running that uh, gets injured in the middle of his run. And I'm gonna go ahead and hit play here. Um, this is just like one of those videos that's like an Olympic image. You're you're having a shitty day or whatever, and you watch this video, and you're just like, hey, maybe maybe not everything is wrong with the world. Like maybe it's a lot better of a place to inhabit than we all think. Because he gets injured, so you'll see he's running. They're starting off. Um, it happens maybe right there. He pulls his hands. And uh, he starts limping, and he just like keeps going. He's just like, you know, fuck it. I'm in the Olympics. I lost. 
whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna go fucking yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Whatever, right? There's some uh, inspirational music <laughs> that obviously wasn't there. Uh, they so, just you know they just started playing it when they're like, come on, get up, get up. <laughs> well, so if it could, so everyone's finished, and he's he's on the ground, he's crying, and he just goes, fuck it. He starts limping. This is like me limping through the apple joke earlier. Yes. I knew I had to do it. And then people are like, hey, no, you can't you can't keep going. And then eventually you'll see here. He's just like running on one leg. People are cheering him on. And he's slowing down and then his dad comes out of the stands. Oh wow. And he's like Hey, we'll run together. We started it. I think he says we started this together. We'll finish it together. The guy just is like ball, you know. The dad's like, we'll just we'll finish it. These uh, the some of the like the referees and stuff are like, yeah, sir, you can't do that. He's like, fuck. Oh my god. (laughs) And it's just like it's just like one of those like nice videos that I feel like every once in a while it's just like. Yeah, I need I need to watch this in my life to just remember like th- things are gonna be okay. Think, look, you got you got people, you yeah. got people support. Like it's just like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm not like a big sports person. I don't give a shit about most of this type of stuff. But that that's like a good moment, and I I would highly suggest anytime someone's uh, feeling not great to watch that video. It's a Derek Redmond. Touching- 1992 Olympics. Touching moment that brings us all together as a race of humans. That's kind of funny because he's running a race. Exactly. So that's it. That's my key to the city. Okay. Uh, What next? What next? Oh, yes. Of course. Uh, our Thought Cops Word of the Week. Uh, this week's Thought Cops Word of the Week. I'll, I'll keep it in the gaming sector, actually. This is a term for well the the term is the word of the week is scrimblo now this is a term i've seen applied because this was like when you know when like smash bros was like releasing all the new characters everybody's like who's going to be in it who's going to be in it right and uh hey shovel knight's in it as an assist trophy i don't know Uh, if is scrimblo a character well i I will it's a it's a genre of character okay so scrimblo because like people are like oh you know there's like the anime sword boy you know trope or there's like you know the fighting game character trope like uh uh uh, mashima and um like ryu and everything right and then there's all the people who are like well i want like rayman to be in it or i want um uh, Crash Bandicoot or something. So Rayman is a scrimblow? Like, yeah, basically any any Mario or Sonic or Rayman type character. That's, I guess, a a scrimblow type character. Maybe Shovel Knight will would have fit into this character kind or get this uh, character category kind of. It's basically like a character who's like they're less of like a like a cool badass sword user. They're more of like a, maybe like cartoony nineties cartoony sort platformer of, like type spiral, of mascot. Uh, Spyro, yes, the, the dragon, yes, exactly. So, uh, Scrimblow, have you ever heard that term before, Celia, or are you just learning it on the show tonight? Um, I'm both. Like, okay, so I know that like a Twitter mutual that I have, uh, I'm scootish. He's really cool. Um, 
he has written Scrimblo on Twitter, but I thought he was just being weird. <laughs> well, there you go. There's saying kind of- weird. I thought he was saying like weird, funny, like funny guy says funny thing, like sure. on tweet. And now I know. I should have commented on it. Oh, I thought you said scribbles or something, like to throw back to your tweets that you hate. I don't oh, know. yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to navigate your. <laughs> Thank your God. Joke. I'm trying that, for you. This is for yeah, you, I, bud. I, I appreciate it so much. You guys, this is like that Olympics clip. You guys are carrying me right, to the finish right. line of the episode yeah, here. Thank God. S- keep on going, man. Yeah. Except neither of us are your dad, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't no, really close enough. Much. Close enough. It's less less heartwarming. Right. But um, yeah, uh, cool. Now I'm going to use that. Ironically and unironically. Yes, <laughs> that's the best way to use any term on the just to be safe. So next time you're in a yacht club's meeting, you're like, oh yeah, uh, uh, is it a shovel night? Is Scrimblow? They're going to be like, what? Where did you? Yeah, right next to me at the Hollower <laughs> meeting. Maybe like our dev stream. Uh, if anyone, you know, if any backers or people who are interested in backing on Pledgebox, check out meetathehollower.com. Um, Do so it. That, um, yeah, like during maybe like a developer stream, yeah, I'll be like, hey, is Mina, is Mina Scrimblow or? Or I don't know. Th- my and then we're gonna get banned for my personal opinion. I think I think Mina rides a line between like Scrimblo and uh, kind of like a JRPG anime girl because like she is right. like a, a talking animal, but she's also a, you know a cool you know female right. RPG pro- you know RPG adjacent protagonist. Stick her in a pizza commercial from the nineties to sell pizza right like, it, like, it, like that 90s pizza it looked Man, like you get the red glass you know crush you bandicoot? Say pizza because of chuck e cheese well no, I, I just feel like 90s like 90s advertising ha- like uh well crash like, bandicoot did that like remember the the when they first introduced stuffed crust it was crash yeah, bandicoot was in the yeah. commercials and it was they advertised where it was like the pizza you eat backwards Right, and there's that, and then there's like the Noid, who oh, I feel like yeah. was a scrimblow sort of guy. I guess Chuck E. Cheese to a certain extent, but like there's yeah. there like pizza advertising in the '90s had like a very it had like a scrimblow aesthetic. Like you just they had like weird designs on the carpets and stuff like that, and you were like, this place is this place is wacky. So I think we've officially put more effort into the term scrimblow than the people who came up with it. Yeah. So without further ado, uh, before we do get to our final segment of the show, uh, which is our listener voicemails, uh, Celia, if you want to plug everything like your social media and people, where people can, again, support me to the hollower, everything. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. So, um, so, so for me to the hollower, um, if you type in me to the hollower.com, it'll bring you directly to our pledge box. If anyone's interested in backing, all the backer tiers are available minus the director tiers, of course, because those filled up. Uh, you can find out more information there. Also, if you type in Mina the Hollower Kickstarter, you can see all of our cool Kickstarter updates. We tend to post all of our updates also, not Kickstarter updates, but like updates in general for Yacht Club Games on YachtClubGames.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at Yacht Club Games on everything. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I started TikTok. Follow it. I don't post anything yet, but maybe I will eventually. Who knows? Yeah, we got to do out. that too. Uh, yeah, do do a TikTok. Do it to yourself. It's there's a lot of trends. It's more than just dancing. There's I don't know other stuff. There's well, cats got... and orange cat slander, which yes. needs to be stopped. Um, as for other things, if you want to find me personally, um, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Celia B with three E's, and on Instagram, I'm Kosher Gamer. I do a retro gaming blog. It's fun. Um, and I think that's all of my plugs. Meet as a follower. Go check it out. Yes. Is there a release date just yet, or are we? Um, is that no. TBD? 
TBD for a while, but ah. we're pretty transparent with our backers of community. So if we have any updates, we'll be sure to share with all of them. When I get a release date in the far future, um, I'll be sure to let you guys know as well. I typically post it on our social media pages and website. There we yeah, go. I was going to say, I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes open for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so again, before we do get to our uh, listener voicemails, uh, you can support our show on Patreon, get all kinds of cool bonus content and extra stuff. You can hang out in the live chat. Uh, you can get access to our bonus show, Fire Bros, uh, where we did review Shovel Knight like four years ago. Uh, yeah, episode like two one. or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know why I said it that way, but patreon.com slash thoughtcops. I want to give a shout out to our new patron this week, Brady. Thank you, Brady. Patreon.com slash thought cops. And if you want to leave the show a voicemail, hey, that's free. Doesn't cost you doesn't cost you a dime. That's what it might sound like if you like calling on a phone. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I guess actually, unless you're calling from a pay phone, I suppose it would cost you a quarter. I don't remember. Wait, do pay the- phones still exist? Oh, uh, there's definitely like one somewhere. It's like Blockbuster. Like there's there's a Blockbuster. If there's you a yeah, one. I'm assuming they exist on like the side of a road in like the middle of the desert somewhere where you're yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of just Breaking Bad, but yeah, I was gonna say that's like a very Better Call Saul sort of like, yeah. Uh, if you are uh, a struggling lawyer or meth dealer, yes, you can call us from a payphone in the middle of a desert. But otherwise, our phone number is three one two seven eight eight seventy three sixty one, or you can send us an email at thoughtcopspodcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Hey, Thought Cops, it's R.L. Cruz from uh, the Discord right. and other places. Uh, we met before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You've been on did. our show. My question for Celia is, since you've worked with an independent gaming studio such as Yacht Club, and they've obviously, you know, we've, we've seen them grow from crazy amounts of success over the years, what's the one uh, big misconception that rising artist, whether it be in the video games industry, music, film, television, art, etc. Like, what's the biggest misconception that people have in that space when they're starting up? And what's a great way to avoid those misconceptions to, you know, be the best we can be? Uh, anyway, like no one awesome wants. that you're on the show. These guys are cool. I've hung out with them personally. Uh, <laughs> not to brag, okay. but I am. And uh, that's about it. I uh, love you guys. See you guys soon. Wow. Th- thank you, Raul. Thank you for the kind words. And I, 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 and I guess we're a fun hang, too. I How guess about so, that? yeah. So, yeah. Uh, words of uh, inspiration, it sounds like he's asking for here. Um I mean, like, there's so many facets of, like, misconceptions. And I feel like that's with any industry. But I feel like with industries around the arts, whether it be in music, in video games, in writing, there's there's so many, like, I feel like there's, like, such a curtain of, like, mystery shrouded within, like, for example, video games and, and sales, uh, developer expectations, marketing. How do you even get a job in video games? So, yeah. like, I, I feel like, okay, um... I'm trying to think, like, what aspect I I should give advice for. Uh, let's go with the basic: how to get a job in gaming. A lot of people ask that. Um, I and it's one of those things where you just apply, just do it. Like, literally, there's career pages on website. There's starting positions. Jump in. Uh, video games tend to, like, I guess the industry in general cares about like what you can do. 
So if you want to get involved, make your own passion project and then you know, have a portfolio and apply. Like there's different ways to do it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not sure because I wish he was more specific yeah. because then I could be like, here's an actual advice that applies to you. So if he has a follow up on Twitter, um, I'm more than happy to answer it. I actually Just tweet I, at me because that's easier for me to respond. He I, definitely. Or you guys. I have a good example because actually part of the reason I um, thought to ask you on the show was because there is this YouTube channel called That Guy Glenn, and he does a lot of these how it was made videos. And I was going through his channel recently and like he like he has um, and like I really I really enjoy, you know, similar to like the Olympics video. I really just love watching videos of like people who just they had an idea for something and they had a passion for something is like a, a grassroots movement of people coming together. Just to name one great example, uh, but there is a video on his channel uh, about um, how Shovel Knight was made. Well, the video is called "How Shovel Knight Was Made and Broke the NES." Yeah, but it's a really have you have you seen this video, Celia? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, very inspiring. I would say, like, if you're interested in the Yacht Club game story at well, I all, think probably that, because the cartridge doesn't like fit in the NES. It probably got like lost that, in there. And thank you for spoiling the entire video, Grant. Oh shit! Yeah. Zwick um, edit out, or at least put a spoiler alert. No, it's just it's a really it's a really inspiring right, right. video. You'll you'll mm -hmm. learn all about the you know I guess from his perspective. You know, yeah, like like honestly, like there's there, there there's so many different aspects. I wish I could answer his question because <laughs> that was really sweet. Um, I don't know other inspirations. Believe in yourself. Have yes. a plan. Uh, if you're going to market your game, have intentions. Always have intentions. And like, let's say you make a game and you want to reach out to media. Just send them an email. It's that easy. You never know who you're going to make think, friends with. I think he already knows this because he reached out to us and he was like, you know, because he, he'd been listening for a while and he's doing his own show. And he's like, hey, can, is it cool if I come on an episode of Thought Cops? And we're like, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And he asked and he seems like he's got a you know fair background of things and he's got a passion for it. So we're like, yeah, why not? You know? So it sounds like he already has his answer. He just needs to hear. Hey, sometimes that's all. Sometimes you know, and you just need someone to like reiterate. Like, exactly. That's so much of my life is I feel like, oh, what? how do you do a podcast? And it's like, oh, just start. And you're like, oh, okay. And then like, yeah. you're like, oh, I haven't started yet. And someone's like, we'll just do it. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then yes. someone else is like, hey, have you started that podcast yet? And you're like, I, I don't really know what to do. And they go, just effing start i mean famously like, oh okay now now i get it now this is just now you just you do it like the first uh 10 episodes of our show were just we sat a cell phone on a table and then we just talked for an hour yeah so, so if we mm -hmm. did it you can also have yes 10 very low quality episodes <laughs> uh let's hit this next vm here Hey, thought cops it's your boy brandon kirkman what's that Hello. i saw your head on celia from yacht club games Huge Shovel Knight fan. Um, I'm just wondering. So Shovel Knight has the power of shoveling. Mina, I'm going to guess it has the power of cheese and whips. What's the next game's power going to be? Are they going to be like good at spreadsheets or, I don't know, just like really good at synergizing with the team? I I'm thinking it's going to be a work-based team game. Uh, Sounds be like very it. fun. If you could answer that and then also let me know which Shovel Knight's uh, shoe sizes. It's very important. I need to get those details as soon as possible. <laughs> um, thank you so much. So you are on. Don't talk over it. That was very Thank important. You. We did have to hear yeah. that at the end. Uh, so I, you know, I obviously you are a representative for Yacht Club Games. Though some of those secrets may be 
you know, behind lock and key, like as I'm sure Nintendo would never reveal Mario's uh, shoe size, you know, we don't know for sure what the shoe size of Shovel Knight is as far as I'm concerned, but he is wondering, is there, could there be a world where Yacht Club Games makes what he is, I guess, kind of describing as an office simulator, I guess? Um, Okay, so I guess my... My marketing response to that, or PR response to that is, wow, that's a great suggestion. (laughs) Currently, that's not in the pipeline right now, but you never know. Um, If it ever ends up being in the pipeline, we'll be sure to announce it on our social media pages and website. Thanks. Um, same answer goes with shovel feet. Like, no, go away. <laughs> um, I, feel I, like was try- I was I asked- trying to save you from that one. <laughs> I feel like if I asked Waz, you know, he's one of the, you know, the founding people, he'd be like, gross. So let me just, him just say gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah um, but if we ever were to make a shovel, I, I, okay, I don't even think there's like a, I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. I was like, merchandising. No, uh, gross. Yeah, Yeah, because you don't want like, oh, Shovel Knight, uh, wikifeet dot whatever. And then it's like, I'm I'm just saying like, yeah, Yeah. you don't, you you just want to. And there's the website. Okay. Um, So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, please don't, you know, like that, that fake, I think it's Miyamoto quote or someone where it was like, please stop. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Let's say, please stop, please. But I I feel like he might have called us from his office job and was like, you know, similar to me looking around the kitchen for examples of things to talk about. He was like, what if there was a game about, uh, gee, I don't know, uh, in office? Honestly, I've, I've played enough sort of like those administrative games where it's sort of like, like scratches that one particular itch where you're like, I don't, I don't know if I would have necessarily sought this out but like like papers please or like beat cop or any of those games where it's like the whole Mm -hmm. thing is like you do paperwork and it's just like oh this is like weirdly like i like this a lot but i don't really know why because on on paper it's boring sounding but it's got that like you you check off a list and you're like i did something i've accomplished something i mean i think like that is one of like the biggest appeals to video games it's like so many games now it's just right. like here's a list a list of side quests that get checked off the you more the like, list done like the new pokemon game it was like i was like doing like it was like i kept playing for hours and hours because it was constantly like i'm never gonna finish it, it. was like hey good job you threw a, you threw a pokemon at the tree and got an apple hey good job you you picked up a berry hey good job you caught 50 pikachus and it was like and I, you know that makes me feel good about I'm myself i'm never gonna stop playing that game like i'm yeah. never gonna beat it it's never gonna happen I believe in you. It will happen. Uh, but to end his note, if he wants yes. more Shovel Knight content, we recently, um, well, not recently, like yesterday, um, our new update for Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon went out for Steam. So it's not an office, but you can play more Pocket Dungeon. Uh, we included Close Random enough. Knight, some quality of life improvements, and some other cool stuff. Like we added portraits and new animations. Lots of fun. Go check it out. And we I also have Shovel Knight. Yeah. Dude, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Yeah, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon's fun. Let me know if you want a key. Um, I can if you want to review it. All of a sudden, hook it up. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Also, that would be awesome. Yeah, of course. 
Um, also, uh, we have Shovel Knight Dig on the horizon. We haven't announced a release date yet, but Shovel Knight and his next adventure is coming out eventually soon. It's nearing the end of development, so we'll have more news about that soon. So keep an eye out for social media pages on website so that I can talk about it. I can. She's a okay. pro. That's my spiel. W- there you go. Yeah. I want an 8-bit uh, rendition of Nick Cave's song, uh, Dig Lazarus Dig. In that game, well, that would be where nobody Celia... wants that except for me. But I would die if that. Maybe she would say that's a great suggestion, Grant. Uh, wow, perhaps... yeah, it's yeah. not currently in the pipeline right now. But th- thanks. <laughs> Y'all got to get Nick Cave on the phone. Right. I like that. That is like the verbal equivalent equivalent of like the uh, the auto response email. Yeah, that's that's. I need I need to load up with phrases like that. Yes. Yeah, our, Thank uh... you for. Uh, yeah. Well, let's take the last voicemail here. Hello, Thought Cops. Once again, it is I. Hey, if you guys ever need a voice actor. your voicemail, and what a wonderful Wednesday evening it is, gentlemen. But let's cut right to it, shall we? Thought Crime. This is something I'm not all too familiar with, but I think Kevin might know a bit more about. Oh. So, this week's Thought Crime, translations. Translations. Particular to the world of anime and manga. I'm it's told manga, sir, first that recently there's been a spat over the translations of these works from the native Japanese over to English. That certain things are being parsed out into English in a way it's non-offensive, not a direct translation, though. Ruins the works, I think. This gentleman is a thought crime okay. to appeal to one's sensibilities through the use of the language. I think it's a thought crime and worthy of discussion. So, gentlemen, discuss. Otherwise, have at it. Have a great day. Well, thank you, Leo. Uh, I know not. So, which. I think he's more like kind of more speaking to like localization. Um, I don't know, Celia. You might have a little bit of insight into that. Yeah. That. Um, so, a long time ago, I had a job copywriting. I did more in marketing too, uh, but mm. like localization on for packaging for like certain things, and like one things I would localize is into French. And like, you know, if you, you know, made a controller, okay, let's just throw out an example, um, and you use a cat pun, it's the perfect controller. Uh, there is no perfect, you know, P-U-R-R translation right. into French. You can say, well, 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 it kind of works. That's like, uh, but no, it doesn't work like that. Uh, so yeah, you have to translate it. Like what would make sense? You know, it's, mm-hmm. so the person reading it, doesn't think, wow, this person sucks. Uh, who did this? Why? Um, so it's kind of one of those things if we jump into like anime where like, it goes into different notes, I guess, because like, for example, uh, localization, you know, in the 90s for anime. Um, yeah, like kids didn't usually be able to like hop on the internet and be like, oh, I don't know what this word means and like have to Google it. So it's like, of course, they would change like onigiri to like sandwich. It's dumb to us now, but back then, right, you right. know, American kids are used to PB and J's. Like they don't, they don't know what that amazing, delicious thing is. You know, it's, it's, you know, it was difficult. Yeah. But then for wow, localization Ash, these now, donuts sure are delicious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it's obnoxious. <laughs> it's stupid. I, you know, but yeah. the thing is though, is that they just went to the lowest common denominator, like. I don't know. So kids not going to know unless they were like a hardcore weeb. Like I was, I was so mad as a kid about that. Oh, same. Then there's also localization where, you know, it's like a lot of work gets put into it to make you sure that it makes sense. 
And it's not just like for anime, for example, it's not just having the direct translation because in Japanese, certain words are less lip flaps than they would be in English. So True, what are you going to yes. do? Speed racer? Like, and like yeah, you yeah. extend it and like it's, it's just not going to match up and right, it's going to be right. weird. Like that doesn't make sense. And also localization people work really hard. Like it, it, it ha- it's really difficult to be that fluent in a language and both aspects of it for grammar and writing and all of that right, to be able right. to compose that. In like a in a short period of time to like really learn the the text and make it appropriate for those characters as well. I think they're really talented, and I think that the hate that goes around for that is is really unfair. Actually, it's people who are very very nitpicky, and it's just like yeah, it's I I don't know any of this anime stuff because I'm not so involved in this world, but I I do know a lot of like translations for like classic novels and stuff like that have like oh don't read like this version of Dostoevsky like read this one like the the Vilinsky and the whatever like their translation Mm -hmm. is better than the whatever and it's just like because there are those like little nuances of like Mm -hmm. hey this Russian joke from 200 years ago doesn't make sense in (laughs) English. Believe it or not doesn't connect with modern audiences in America. It is one of those things where it's like yeah like there is like very much so an art to be able to do that and it's like i i barely speak english and i took a couple french classes and i still don't like i could never do, like how do you do a play on words in a language like yeah yeah a lot of like the the jokes and puns don't always no like, no i mean oh, it, not it, french it, not at all oh my god no, no. <laughs> i mean in the world of anime it's like you think about like it's it's a miracle that like Vegeta, Kakarot, Frieza, that those were like that, like somehow is ubiquitous to English. Right, you know, right. it's like, like supposed to be like, you know, vegetable, carrot, freezer. It's just like, you know, thankfully that poured it over instead of them having to change it. But I was right. also going to ask, like, is there, uh, like, when, when Shovel Knight, for example, maybe gets localized to Japanese audiences, is there a lot of changes that you're aware of that we- have to be made? We actually did a full-on localization to Japan. So, like, the, the rupees are yen bits. Oh, okay. they, they We literally... Not rupees, but you know what I mean. Like, the the, yeah. the yeah. little jewels and whatnot. Uh, the treasure. Uh, yeah, so we, we uh, put a lot of care into localizing Shovel Knight for Japan to make cultural references that made sense to them. Uh, we put a lot of effort into it because we were so we're a bunch of waves. Uh, we were so excited to have our game be released in Japan. So we put a lot of effort into it and worked really closely with our translation partners for that. Um, and yeah, you know it's, it's important because you have to make sure it contextually makes sense for other um, right. for other areas. Or just you know they're gonna be like, oh, what totally. is this? I don't get it. But like you know they get it. How uh, was we also the, released. Uh, a, sorry, I was gonna say how was the uh, game like received over there? I'm assuming well. Um, well, um, it was it is in the East. Trouble Night is a smaller audience in comparison to the West, uh, sure. but the people that do play it like it. So, Thanks, yeah, I have community. I have noticed there. I have noticed like there have been a number of like Jap or um uh in, like uh, American or Western indie games that do seem to be receiving a popularity in recent like years in Japan. Like I know Cuphead is really big over there, hmm. uh, Undertale and stuff like that. And like I said earlier, I mean Shovel Knight is the only indie game character to appear in Smash Bros. So that's pretty cool. 
So that I mean, that's an honor in and of itself. So I, I was also uh, going to ask. We were the first. I I think there's other indie characters. Oh well, right? like, that's true. There is like costumes. Like there's a Cuphead. There's a. I you think know, the first time that you ever said that sentence, it was true. And then there's other yeah, yeah, things yeah. that have yeah, happened. We were the first third party uh, indie um, to yeah be an assist trophy and also mm-hmm. um, have an amiibo. So oh, that's right. That's, yeah, that's that was exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's God. I really hope that for the next Smash Bros. Uh, Shovel Knight's playable because like to be honest like that was like one of my number one picks and then when they showed it was an assist trophy I'm like that's really cool but I really wish I could play a Shovel Knight too. I wanted, so. I wanted the puppet from the uh, the Super the Mario RPG I wanted that guy. Uh, Gino? Gino. Yes. Yeah. How dare you misremember Gino's name. <laughs> I'm dead to facetious. me. <laughs> we yeah maybe one day maybe one day um, I feel like I, I was holding on hope there for a while too but uh, yeah I mean it's it's really cool and again like just Diving into all the Yacht Club stuff, like the background and everything, has been really interesting and fun to see. So, yeah, it's cool to get a little more perspective of that yeah. from like having you on the show. And again, uh, that does wrap up our listener voicemails and that wraps up our show. Again, if you want to give us a call, our phone number is 312-788-7361. Or you can send us an email at thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can support the show at patreon.com slash thoughtcops. Celia, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Appreciate having you on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for inviting me. It's been fun. Glad to hear. And then uh, thank you to all of those who listened today. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you, Space Cowboys.